Hi everyone, this is Cage Side News, and I am your hostess with the mostess, Kyla Coop. This is episode number two, and I'm really excited, you guys. I am going to be interviewing an up-and-coming MMA fighter out of California. His name is Ugo the Hurricane Lujan. So, Ugo, welcome to the podcast, and I really appreciate you uh, coming on today. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome. So, now, your nickname is The Hurricane, and I love that name. I'm curious, how did you come up with that name? I I did not come up with it. There's actually a picture of me. I, I believe I'm about three years old, and uh, my mom had a shirt made for me that says Hurricane Hugo on there because of the hurricane that was in, I believe it was in Florida, and they named it Hugo, so since oh. my name was Hugo, they uh, made me a shirt for Hurricane Hugo, so I just kept the name. Oh, wow, that's that's really cool, that's interesting. So it wasn't because you were a terror when you were three, it was just because of the hurricane. <laughs> well, I, I was a terror, but that's not why I have the name. So that's probably more more the story. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I'm curious. I always wonder this. How did you get started in MMA? Uh, it was actually my uncle. Um, I didn't I didn't know anything about the UFC or jujitsu until my uncle. He actually took a, a few classes uh, at a local gym right down the street, mm-hmm. and uh, then he started inviting me over because he he started watching the UFC. So we started watching. Um, we would wrestle during the breaks and, oh, and cool. we'd go at it. And, he would, and I would start watching jujitsu videos online because he was always beating me. Wow. And I wanted to beat him. And then I started getting better. So he told me to go to that gym he was going to. And it's been history ever since. Awesome. How, how long ago was it that you, that you started practicing MMA? Uh, I started watching the UFC and wrestling. And, with my uncle around 2000 and I would say five, mm-hmm. but I didn't go get into MMA until 2008. I read the year after high school. Oh wow! Okay, cool. And were there? I'm just. Were there any fighters that kind of inspired you, or when you saw the UFC, was there anyone where you were like, "Wow, I really yes. like them." Who you know, I want to be like them. Yeah, the fighter that got me, that wanted me to get into it, was Randy Couture, the natural. Oh, cool! Oh, neat! And what was it that you that you liked about him that made you want to be like him, or that you just really liked about? What was it you liked about him? He just—he was—he was a great fighter, of course. I mean, he's—he's he's a legend. But mm-hmm. the fact that you can go in there and beat each other up, but at the end, he was just so humble. Mm-hmm. And that—that's the—that's the type of person I am. I don't like cocky people. I don't like <laughs> cocky fighters, and that's what drew me to. The, he's the one that drew me to the sport. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's similar to me because one of the people that got me into the UFC was Araya Faber. And I would say that I liked him for the same reason that you liked Randy Couture. So that's really interesting. Very similar that way. <laughs> yeah, I even got some advice from him too. My dad actually met him at an airport one day. Wow. I believe he lost to uh, the wrestler. What's He's coming back. Brock Lesnar? Uh, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> So uh, my dad saw him at the airport, and he, and he asked for an autograph. He's like, yeah, my son, he, he's a, you're the reason he got into MMA. So wow. his, uh, his counsel to me was cardio, cardio, cardio. You could be the best fighter in the world, 
but if you don't have any cardio, you're going to lose. That's really, when was that, that that he met him at the airport? That was the the day after he he lost to Brock. I believe it was Brock Lesnar. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow, yeah. that's that's pretty cool. Um, and so we're talking about fighting, and what what is it that you love? So we talked about how you got into it. What what is it that you really love about fighting? What do you enjoy about it? I just I I love the competition. I've been doing sports. I love sports, mm-hmm. so I love the competition aspect of it. But I love the fact that that you can always get better in your fight game. Like you can never be a hundred percent like the best fighter ever. There's always something new coming out that you can mm-hmm. learn, or there's, I mean, you can always just go over basics and still forget a step. I mean, you, you're always learning, and mm-hmm. I love that about fighting that you're never going to get it a hundred percent. Yeah, and there's always, and I think there's always somebody better than, you know, there's always somebody better out there, because even if you, you know, get the belt, let's say, then, you know, there's always someone that wants to take that away from you. So, you you know, so yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Um, So now, obviously, right now, um, you know, we know you're really busy. Um, You're married. You have a son. We haven't talked about that yet. Uh, Was he one years old? Two years old? My son, yes. yes. He just turned one April 22nd. Wow. And so how do you balance, you know, because I know you work full time and your family and I know you're on your way right now, I think, to training. And so how do you balance? How do you balance all that and have time for everything? Oh, it's cutting out a little bit. Oh, can you hear me? Hello? We were cutting out there. Oh, can you um say that again? It it, uh, it cut out. <laughs> cut out? Yes. Oh, I, I said uh, it's because of my wife. She's just so supportive. Mm-hmm. I think that just makes it a lot easier. If she wasn't as supportive as she is, then it would be a lot harder. Yeah. Because uh, I traveled to San Jose Monday to Thursday. Mm-hmm. It's 100 miles one way and... Monday to Thursday, I might see my family probably 24 hours in that time span. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, so you're spending a lot of time away from... So basically, you know, you're either at work or you're training and you're not spending too much time with your family. So I imagine that that must be tough. And it's great. It's a really hectic schedule. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, Well, it's wonderful that, you know, that you're going to be making your pro debut in August. And I think it's at Dragon House MMA, which is the number one promotion in San Francisco. Yeah, Dragon House MMA. That is awesome. And do you know who you're going to be fighting? Yeah, his name is Ronnie Tasui. He fights out of San Leandro. I don't know the name of his gym, though. I can't remember, but Ronnie Tasui is him, and we're both debuters. Awesome. That's exciting. And do you know know how you're going to beat him? Can you tell us? (laughs) What's your game plan? uh, Our game plan is mostly... uh, He's a lot smaller than me, so we know that he, more than likely he's going to be going for a takedown. He likes to throw that overhand right, so we just got to work angles and just keep it standing up because I got the reach advantage on him. Oh, cool. And so, so, so you talked a bit about that. So do you um, study your opponents? So if you're able to, like, are you one of those fighters that you'll, you know, watch tapes and prepare specifically for that fighter? Or are you just training for a fight as you would no matter who it is? 
Yeah. Well, we 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 train for a fight no matter what. Train everything. But we got like, my coach. My coach wants me. You know, he tells me my my job is to fight, and mm-hmm. not to worry about that. But I still I still watch it anyways. I like to see who I fight. What he likes to do. But my coach is the one that mainly watches video, and then he gets the game plan, and we just we train off of what he's watching. Yeah, because I've heard some fighters say that, you know, they don't train specifically for a fighter. And I always think that that sounds kind of silly because, you know, you're going to train differently depending on on who the person is, obviously, right? Because Yep, we find out what their weaknesses are and then we we capitalize on that. Uh, Yeah, that that makes the most sense to me. So yeah. um, we you're making your pro debut. What when is it in August? Do you know August what? 20, August twentieth. August twentieth. That is the same day as UFC two hundred two. Yeah, it's actually the same day as my grandfather's birthday too. Oh wow! So will you be fighting in in honor of your grandfather? Yeah, he passed away when I was twelve. He had cancer. Oh wow! I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's always. It's always tough when someone, you know, passes away, especially if it's on that same day, but at least you can fight in, in honor of him. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. That's uh, that's awesome. Now, um, if people want to watch the fight, can they watch it? Do they have to be there in person? Is there a way that can we watch it on uh, streaming somewhere or? Yeah, you can actually live stream it. Uh, I I thought it was free, but when I went on there, yeah, I think you have to purchase live stream, but you could purchase it at dragonhousemma.com okay cool awesome so yeah you could watch it there yeah so, so this, yeah this card is uh they're gonna have it's a split with amateurs and professionals so they have the amateurs go first and then the professionals after oh neat yeah so so you guys and you know where you can go if you want to watch the fight i know yeah. i'll be watching i'll definitely be supporting um i'm super excited that you're making your pro debut i think that's awesome um, now, also, so something else exciting is you're signing with, we we're talking about this, you're going to be signing with Bellator. Yes. Um, in September. And you were supposed to fight um, in September as well, but that may not happen. Can you explain kind of what happened there? Well, I was supposed to fight in, in April. It was supposed to be my pro debut. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the guy I was supposed to fight backed out. So then my pro debut got pushed back to August. And um, so since my since the fight is the month before, well, actually a couple of days before September anyways, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if I'm going to be hurt or if something's going to be injured or if I'm going to have a suspension. So um, the plan was to fight, but since that's come up, I'm just going to be signing with them and then we're going to play it by ear and see how the fight goes. Yeah, because it certainly seems, I mean, if you're fighting in August to be fighting a month later, that certainly seems like that would be, you know, quite a lot. I know that, you know, in the UFC and things, you wouldn't normally be fighting one month later. Yeah, unless you're Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's totally correct. Yeah, he's he's been fighting a lot. Oh, yeah. That's how my amateur career was. I was fighting back to back. Wow. Yeah, that's, well, you know what, I guess while you're young and while you're healthy, you know, you want to try as, try to fight as much as you can. And of course, yeah. you have to put food on the table for your family as well. Yes. That's right. And um, so now you and I met through social media. We met because of Periscope. And I know that, you know, you're on Twitter and, and, and Periscope and you're quite active. 
Um, you especially periscope, you know, in your truck when you're driving in between places and you kind of fit it into your busy schedule. Um, now, I know that you had something really cool happen because of Periscope that's kind of helped you a bit in your career. Um, can you explain what that was? Yes, I actually got a sponsorship through Periscope, a supplement sponsorship. Uh, Exodus Nutrition out mm -hmm. of Marshall, Texas. That is super cool. And how, how did that come about? Uh, it actually, it was a lady who was following me, and we were just talking, and we finally, I found out that her family owns the supplement shop, and just messing around, I was like, oh yeah, you guys should, you guys should sponsor me so I can uh, get ready for my fight, <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah, I'll talk to my dad today, and, 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 wow. it's history, and it's just history from there, it started off as a little joke, just messing around, Oh my goodness! and, and I ended up getting a sponsorship. That's amazing. So if people want to, because of course they're sponsoring you and I, you know, I realize that you want to promote them. If people want to check out some of the products that you're using and um, check out Exodus, how would people be able to check them out? Yeah, well, their website is down right now, but it is www.exodusnutrition.com. And uh, that should be up actually within the next few days. Okay. And then I also post uh, a lot of their supplements on my Instagram page. And, okay. Uh, my Instagram is Cali Hurricane. Mm hmm. And how do you, so Cali, C A L I Hurricane? Uh huh. Awesome. Okay, great. And so you, you'll be posting there, you know, the products that you're using from Exodus and things like that, right? Yeah. yeah okay. I give them a shout out all the time. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's really the power of social media is that, you know, I think so many people use it and especially when you're an athlete or, you know, you're up and coming is that it's a great tool to promote yourself. And, you know, in this case, it got you sponsorship and who knows what'll come down the line. So I think it's awesome that you're one of those people that recognizes that and that, you know, uses social media and, you know, to your to your best benefit. Oh yeah, you gotta shout them. They're helping me out, so I gotta help them out in the end. So it can't just be one one sided. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. The power of social media is amazing, and I mean, if it wasn't for you being on Periscope and vice versa, we never would have met. Yeah. So. Very true. Yeah, and it, you know, it's been great, you know, getting to know you, and you know, I've seen some of your. You also peris periscope yourself training. Now, are you ever worried that people that you're going to be fighting are watching you? Yeah, actually, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't periscoped lately. Okay. Uh, once, once we get closer to the fight, then I, I stop the periscoping just in case someone, because periscope shows you where where you are at, at your location. So right. And if someone can see where you are, and then they check it, and then someone notices my name, and then they call that guy. And they, exactly yeah because I noticed on the um, you know the embedded videos they have for the UFC is that sometimes they'll show um, clips of the the fighters training and then sometimes you know one of the trainers would be like okay that's it you got to go um, yeah. you know because there's certain things that they don't want us to see they don't want the other people to see right the person that they're fighting yeah, they don't want you to see the what what the what the game plan is. Exactly. Yeah, they don't want to they don't want to give away any of their trade secrets. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Then they're gonna know what to expect when the fight comes. Ex yes, that's right. That's right. Um, so your last fight, um, I was doing a little bit of research on you. 
Um, and yeah. so your last fight was, it looks like it was May 16th of last year. So yeah. you probably know where I'm going with this question, don't you? I do. <laughs> you probably know. So a lot of people talk about the dreaded ring rust word. And you and I have talked a bit about this. And you don't believe in ring rust. No, I don't. Not anymore. I, before, I probably would have said yes. But mm-hmm. now that I have some fights under my belt, I, I can tell you that I don't believe that ring rust exists. Mm-hmm. And it's more nerves than anything. Mm-hmm. So once you get those nerves out of the way, and you're good. I mean, it's just like riding a bike. You don't really forget how to ride a bike. So you, you know, think it's you more mental. Bike, you pedal and you, and you, you ride your bike. It's the same mm-hmm. thing with fighting. You don't forget how to throw a punch or how to throw a kick or how to defend. You just go in there and do it. Yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of almost like it's a mental thing you're thinking yeah. is that kind of if you believe it exists and, you know, if you're thinking about it and, and stuff, then maybe, maybe it would affect you. But uh, otherwise... It's something that you don't, and I kind of, I kind of can see that too, because I think that, um, you know, if, if it's something that you're worried about and you're, you're thinking, you're thinking it, I think that probably could affect you, but I yeah. think that it depends on the person. Yeah, exactly. So I agree with you on that. I think it's all about positivity and hoping for the best. <laughs> That's all it is. Once you get those nerves out of the way, then, then you're good. You just fall back into training mode and you just do what you were training for. Exactly. Now, something else we're talking about is because I've, I've talked about this on, on my Periscope and, and on the first podcast I ever did is I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to MMA stuff is I, I love the behind the scenes sort of thing. You yeah. know, I'm really, I'm really curious about, you know, um, you know, what, what kind of food you're eating or what your your training schedule is and thing and I know that you were talking about weight cutting and that you have maybe a bit of a different approach and you were talking about weight cutting kind of four months in advance can you talk a bit about what your system is as much as you can of course yeah. for weight cutting yeah, yeah um, I mean my diet's not really bad I mean I, I, every now and then I'll have have something that, that I know I'm not supposed to Mm-hmm. We're human, and you know we give in to our little sweet temptations. <laughs> but for the most part, um, yeah, I like to cut. I like to start beginning my cut three, four months in advance, and because I've seen these fighters that kill themselves, you know, a month, three weeks, four weeks ahead of the fight, and then they look drained, like they look like death. I mean, they do. They're all drained out. They're dehydrated. Yeah, they look like skin and bones. And my approach was: Why am I going to try to kill myself to make a weight when I could just cut in advance and uh, be strong at that weight? I could get get strong at that weight instead of having to cut and then trying to be strong at my natural weight twenty four hours later. Yeah, that that definitely makes a lot of sense, and you'd think a lot of people would do it. So you you um, so you're six foot one, and you fight lightweight. So you fight at one fifty five. Um, do you mind if I ask what do you normally walk around at? I walk around at 165. Once, yeah, so 10 pounds actually really isn't that much. Yeah, no. You know, so it I is. think, yeah, 10 pounds, you know, I mean, that's good because 10 pounds isn't a huge amount of weight to lose. So you were saying that when you're kind of cutting weight, like the way you do four months in advance, that you kind of do it more through diet, you were saying, right? Yes. 
So it's more yeah. kind of portion control. Yeah, it's just I just start cutting down my my portions. You know, instead of eating eating big meals, or three big meals like how I usually do, I'll cut it and start doing like the old bodybuilder style style where I'm eating six small meals throughout the day, just to keep the metabolism revving. Mm-hmm. And, and I do it that way. So I'll have my egg whites and potatoes or something in the morning with oatmeal, or and then for snack have an avocado with tomato and some nuts chicken rice vegetables you know the 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 essentials the normal stuff that everybody eats that that actually sounds pretty good i mean i'll I'll be honest people always laugh at me one of my favorite meals people say to me what is your favorite meal and honest to god i'm telling you one of my favorite meals is grilled chicken and rice or potatoes and broccoli yep that's good that's that's what i've been eating for lunch is grilled chicken, a cup of vegetables, and a side of uh, rice or uh, jasmine rice. There you go. Jasmine it's, rice. It's so good. I mean, you know, and you just got to, it's, it's all, to me, it's all about spices. You know, I think it's that if you add some flavor to the food, you know, it, it makes it taste so much better and kind of jazzes things up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I got lucky. I don't, I'm not really big. If it's too flavorful, or if it's bland, so I got I got lucky on that one. That's yeah, that's awesome, neat. <laughs> yeah, so I can I can drink all those kale shakes like nothing, and, <laughs> and, and it's beneficial for me. And I'm guessing too that you know instead of drinking things, because that's one of the things that I need to work on is I I sometimes drink too much pop. That's where all my weight comes from, and so you must drink. Do you just drink a lot of water? Yeah. I actually, I drink a gallon a day. Wow. A gallon a day. That's that's a lot of water. Yeah, I gotta go drink. I'm almost done with mine right now. <laughs> well, you, it's hot where you guys are today, isn't it? Uh, today, it's it's 95 right now. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it's, it was pretty warm today. That's pretty crazy. Um, so we were kind of chatting earlier about, you know, your schedule and your obviously really busy and don't really have much time but when you're not you know working out or driving in between places or working or spending time with your family um you had what i thought was kind of an interesting hobby um what what is that i just spent time with my family you were you were saying about shooting sometimes oh yes yeah, <laughs> did like, you forget your right, hobby like, yeah i like to live out of the country so <laughs> i like to i like to shoot our our guns just talk, talk, talk. oh cool oh cut out cut out there a little I bit again huh? it cut out there again so you were oh. saying that you live out in the the country and you like to shoot yeah so we have we have the free space to just go out and just shoot off a couple of rounds and then have some fun so do you um just shoot like cans or what yeah we have targets and i just throw stuff out there cans melons or old melons <laughs> just to just to shoot stuff i'm i'm a city girl so for me that this stuff is completely foreign <laughs> oh yeah well I, i'm from san jose california originally so i'm a city boy too but i love being outdoors and you can't keep me inside a house for nothing is it so is that hard for you then um you know brings me to another question is that hard for you then like you were saying 
you know, because when you work, I mean, you do a lot of uh, driving for your work. But when you're training your your inside, is that tough for you sometimes? Like, do you wish, damn, can I just train outside? Yeah, well, I mean, training outside at night's fine. But uh, I've been, I've actually been uh, taking my clothes with me during uh, the workouts because I do outside sales and I'm pretty much like my own boss, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So from my, from my lunch break, I'll pull over at a park, and I've just been getting in some uh, 45-minute cardio workouts there, and, and I love it. I love working outside outdoors, or I love working out outside. <laughs> well, you know, that's – I have to say that, you know, in getting to know you and, you know, through this interview is that you're definitely good at multitasking. Oh, yes. <laughs> You know, and I think, and I think, and you had actually sent me a picture. Um, we were talking about the work life, you know, family balances that you'd sent me a picture of your son. And you were saying that sometimes you bring him with you even to your training sessions. Yeah, my, um, that, the picture I had sent you, my wife was actually in school. She she's, uh, was doing a couple classes. Mm-hmm. So um, I had no one to babysit. So I took him to the gym with me. And, um, but he was still unfamiliar with the surroundings, so I couldn't really, I tried to put him down to work out and he wasn't having it, so um, I held him and I was doing squats and the work, the, the warm-ups that we were doing with him until my sisters got there to watch him and then I started working out. Well, it's it's free weights, right? I mean, you're oh, holding him oh and Oh yeah, it... he was, he's heavy too, he got heavy. I think <laughs> I squatted with him for about 30 minutes. So, you know, with you bringing him to the gym, he might become a fighter too. Would you be okay with that if he became a fighter? Yeah, yeah. I was telling, I was telling my wife, we were actually watching um, a documentary the other day called Trophy Kids. Mm-hmm. And um, I always told my wife, like, I, w- I would want him to fight. Like, yeah, of course. I mean, I want him to, if he wants to be like daddy, I have, I have no problem with that. I'll train him and I'll make sure that he's doing it the right way. But I'm not going to force it on him. That's one thing I don't want to do. I don't want to force force something on him that he doesn't want to do if he likes if he wants to play basketball i'll support him in basketball if he wants to run track i'll support him in that so whatever sport he chooses to do i'll support him in that yeah that's that's a great attitude and you know because you know he's around your training who knows he he may want to be a fighter and if he does that's great and if not then that's fine too you just you just never know yeah it's fine i mean it's 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 a hard lifestyle and i'll let him know that too this is what you want. For sure. You're gonna get out of it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna wake him up at four o'clock with me, and he's gonna start going to the gym with me. And he's gonna oh boy, <laughs> that's crazy. So, um, earlier today, now it hasn't been officially announced by the UFC, but earlier today there was talk that the UFC actually sold for four point two billion dollars, and that you know who who knows? I mean, if if this really is happening, things could change. And I know that we're talking as, you know, an up and coming MMA fighter and you're just starting your professional career and everything that the end game for a lot of fighters would be the UFC. And I'm just wondering if the UFC is indeed for sale, what kind of, what are your thoughts on that as, as a, as a fighter who potentially, you know, maybe could end up in the UFC down the road or, yeah, that's that's every that's every uh, mixed martial arts artist's career is to make it to the UFC because I mean that's the biggest biggest promotion you can get. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know I know personally when I found out about the Reebok deal, I mean I didn't want to I didn't want to be in the UFC because I mean yeah I love to fight 
that's what I'd love to do. And I'll, I would gladly do it for free, like how you do all these other people, all these other fire say. But in the mm-hmm. end, I have mouths to feed. And if I'm only getting paid $2,000 and $1,500 going towards training and coaches, that leaves me with $500 to <laughs> me and my family. Yeah. Which is not enough, obviously. Uh, no, that's not enough at all. No. <laughs> now, um, speaking of the UFC, so you're fighting the lightweight division. I'm just curious, is there anybody right now in the lightweight division, the UFC, that, let's say, that you would want to fight? That I wouldn't want to fight? That you would want to fight, that, you, oh, that you'd be interested fight. in fighting? Uh, mm-hmm. this, well, obviously the champion, that would be the, the biggest one, but I, I would love to fight Donald Cerrone. Yes. I mean, I, that as a as a lightweight, that's who I, I strive to be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he he just fought on Saturday night, and that was an unbelievable performance. Yeah. I. Well, I he fought at welterweight, right? I believe it was welterweight. Yeah, I think he fought at. Yeah, he fought he, at one seventy. He fought at yeah, he fought at one seventy. Yes, but he yes, that's right. He still moved a great up. fighter though. Still an still an amazing fighter. Abs absolutely an amazing, amazing, amazing fighter. Um, so wow, I mean, I I didn't know how long our interview was going to be. I feel like it's just gone gone by so incredibly quickly. <laughs> um, but what? So I wanted to. Um, uh, last thing I just wanted to uh, go over is so now after listening to this podcast people are going to be like how can we follow Ugo how can we follow him so what is your um, Periscope and Twitter handle if, if people wanted to follow you and get to know you better uh, yeah both my Periscope and Twitter handle are, are my name so it's at Ugo Luhan and MMA awesome MMA. awesome awesome well, I really appreciate your time because I know you're super busy and um, it's been an amazing... I appreciate, I appreciate letting me uh, give me the honor to be on your podcast. No problem. You're my first interview. Yes, and I know. I'm very excited. I was very defi- honored. Very honored. I was definitely you know, nervous. Um, I feel like it took me a little bit to get warmed up, but it was... I'm so glad that it was you that I was interviewing. You know, we do we know each other a bit, so it certainly makes it easier. Is there um, anything before we go? Is there anything that you, anything that you want to say, or anything that you want people to know about you? I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> uh, no, just uh, I'll give a shout out to my sponsors real quick. Yes. Uh, if you're actually in the San Jose area, you can look up Extreme Martial Arts. That's mm-hmm. that's my MMA gym that I train at. Okay. Extreme, Extreme Martial Arts and uh, Body by Jose. He's uh, my post and uh, pre-fight recovery medicine man. He takes care of me. Cool. And uh, Wicked Graphics. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they they make the logos and everything off of my fight shorts and my walkout music. Awesome. Uh, Exodus Nutrition. We talked about them a little bit. They're my supplement sponsors. Yep. And then I have the Circuit Family Fitness. They're a local gym there at the, at the town that I live in. And they sponsor me with the gym membership so I can go 24 hours whenever I want. So they help me stay in shape. That's awesome. That's great. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And definitely I'd love to have you on again. Maybe after your, your pro debut, we can have you on and discuss that. That would be amazing. Yes, I can't wait. That would be, be amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and have have a great rest of the day. All right, Kyla, you thank you very much. Bye, Hugo. Take care. Bye. 
Well, you guys, that was a great interview. I want to thank Ugo again for being on the podcast. And you guys, if you want to get to know me better, I'm on Periscope as well. My handle is at Kyla Koop. So it's K-A-I-L-A-K-O-O-P. My Twitter handle is the same as well. You can find this podcast and my any other podcast I do at archive.org. So you can just type in that and put Kyla Koop. Again, the spelling of the name is K-A-I-L-A-K-O-O-P. I want to thank you guys so much for supporting me and for listening. Until next week, take care, you guys. Thanks for listening.